biggest theme that I find is learning how to resource ourselves. Human design gives us very specific ideas on how to resource ourselves based on energy type. Hello, and welcome to the Connect Podcast. This show is all about helping you connect to your soul's calling so you can take action on it. Because the sweetest success is a blend of discovering your purpose with the inner drive to bring it to life. I'm Sheila Botello, health coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and mom of two, best known for my online wellness programs, mentoring, and self-love passion. Listen in for inspiring interviews, solo chats, and Q&A sessions that will move you past overwhelm towards what lights you up. Stop accepting good enough and go for your version of great in your health, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hi, welcome to Interview Day on the podcast. Andrea Berg joined me on Instagram Live several months ago after being on the podcast for episode 121. In this fun conversation, we talk about the link between human design and self-care, going a bit more in-depth. At the time, she was expecting her second child and has since welcomed them to the world. She has also launched a human design community where she teaches about the principles and practices of human design in work, life, and relationships. You can also take Andrea's free mini course, Better Human, at her website, andreawardberg.com, linked in the show notes. It's always such a pleasure chatting with Andrea. You'll get some wonderful ideas on how to live in a more aligned way that fills you up. Enjoy this bonus conversation. Today, what we're going to be talking about is human design and self-care. And I feel like this could be a part of my life every day. And I'd love for you to share... Uh, like in the podcast, if you want to hear Andrea's whole story, you can go back to episode 121 of the podcast and, and hear it. But I'm so curious to, to know how much of your day, aside from coaching clients, do you use human design in order to just go about your day and your relationships in your family? I mean, all day, every day. <laughs> and it's a constant learning process. Um, so... I'm a projector. I'm a splenic projector. Um, My husband is a self-projected projector. Um, My son is an emotional manifesting generator. So very different dynamics. Um, (laughs) And, you know, um, one of the things that I have had to really come to terms with, with parenting is especially parenting and MG um, is that I'm never going to be able to match his energy. Um, I'm just not. And um, I feel like setting the expectations up for him now um, that that's okay. That I, you know, he doesn't, I don't have to be there for everything. I don't have to be doing everything by him by his side will help him in the long run, because most people are not going to be able to keep up with him. Um, it's not just us, you know? Um, and even with like, we talked a little bit about self-care, but, um, with learning how to care for my energy and, um, release so much of the conditioning around what I should be doing on a day-to-day basis. Um, and where I should be doing it, et cetera, um, has been so helpful. And 
the conditioning, it runs so deep. So it's just an ongoing like de-layering. You kind of like get to new layers and then you have to rethink again and reimagine again and use your your authority to really figure out what what truly is best for me because um that voice has been squashed for so long yeah we've talked about that in our podcast conversation also just about how particularly women are coming from a frame of reference of outer authority versus inner authority and yes. I'm a manifesting generator with a sacral authority. And it is about, you know, waiting for something to feel good before I act on it. And, you know, magnetizing events and experiences to myself, which tends to happen. I got to say, it, it really does. And I do have a lot of energy. And yet, all of us do need to protect our energy because we can harness it and use it so much more efficiently that way. And mm-hmm. for people who are like, what is human design? Anyway, there are the five different versions of it. And certainly, um, we've said before, you can go to mybodygraph.com to pull your own human yeah. design. Um, but if you want to just give like a really top of view um, description of like the different, uh, the different types of human design, and then like the top point of focus for each. Sure. So I'm just putting the link. Oh, great below. Um, so for those that don't know their design, you can go to this website and find out your design for free. Hi, Carrie. Um, so human design is, uh, it's empirical. What that means is you put in your birth information and, um, it tells you your design. So I started in the personal development space with Finders and Myers-Briggs and I think I did the colors and I did, you know, I did so many of the things. Like every time a new thing came out, I had to do it. Um, and all of that was super helpful on my path. Um, I actually just had a session with a client yesterday. We were talking a lot about strengths because Strengthsfinders, um, it's just revolutionary it was when it came out. Um, and you can see your strengths reflected in your design really clearly. Um, the difference being you get both your conscious and your unconscious in human design versus in all of those other modalities, it's just telling you your conscious, which shifts over time. So um, there are several different things you should know. The first is your energy type, um, and I'm going to talk through the different energy types in just a second. Um, the second is your authority, and when you pair your energy type and your authority, it really guides you through the life experiences that you are having and are meant to have without having to get super technical into other parts of your design. Now. If you are a generator or a manifesting generator and you feel excited to learn more parts of your design, then I highly encourage it because that means that you are receptive to that awareness and there's something that wants to open up for you. But if it feels like, meh, like take it or leave it, that's fine too. Just knowing your strategy and authority will get you through the day-to-day stuff that we were just talking about. So, um, 
for the five types, there's generators, which their strategy is waiting to respond. Um, and that response is, can feel like excitement. It can feel like a bubbling up of energy. It can feel like um, just like a curiosity. It doesn't have to feel like excitement per se, because a lot of generators and manifesting generators are very burnout and they can't connect to excitement yet. Um, but even just like how you felt when you saw that Sheila and I were live and you clicked on the thing, right? Like that kind of like just kind of forward moving or expanding energy to explore. Like that's the response that we're looking for. Um, same as for manifesting generators. And then um, projectors, your strategy or our strategy, because I'm also a projector, is um, waiting for the invitation. And what that means is really waiting for the people that are around us to let us know that our wisdom is what they are looking for. It doesn't have to necessarily be um, an explicit invitation per se. It could be just somebody asking you questions. It could be, you know, somebody hopping into your DMs and saying, wow, that sounds really interesting. Um, there's so many different ways that it can show up, but it's really like allowing whoever it is that you want to give your wisdom to, to come to you, to let you know that they are available for it first. The next type is a manifester and manifestors, their strategy is to inform. Um, and what that means is, um, essentially they are designed to get these very specific downloads. Yay, Jackie. I'm so glad that resonates. Um, and so when they get that download, they need to take action. Their role within our, you know, collective is, um, the initiator. So what they need to do, manifestors need to just inform, like, I got this download, I'm taking this action rather than asking for permission or, you know, some of the other ways that they are conditioned to, um, to behave. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last type is um, reflector and reflectors. They are the, like they're only 1% of the population and their role is to reflect back to us things that we wouldn't be able to see otherwise about what's happening. Um, and so their strategy is, it's called a lunar cycle. And they are just waiting for the lunar cycle to illuminate the whole picture before they um, make a decision or move forward on something. That's very helpful. Those are such succinct descriptions of each. And I find if you listen to this and everybody's different strategy, like I think everyone could benefit, even if they weren't a particular, um, a particular type, they could benefit from those strategies because very often we are just constantly responding to life and not really thinking and not really feeling into it. And 
that's how we get burnt out. But if we actually took a step back and, and maybe asked ourselves for permission instead of looking outside of ourselves, or if we waited for an invitation sometimes, like instead of push, push, right? And then also allowing for ourselves to decline if something doesn't feel right too. Absolutely. Because as a manifesting generator, I'm the type of person that's like, I want to do everything all the time. It's so much fun. So it has been, even before knowing about human design, it's been something that I've been practicing where I will think about something for 24 to 48 hours before acting on it when there's a big decision to make. Because yes, I can very easily overcommit myself because I have all all the great intentions in the world, right? And I love connecting with people. I love to help people share their things. But honestly, things can start to tumble on top of of everything. So They can. um, They can. And you have to give yourself time to integrate. That's another thing that we're just not, we're not taught to do. Um, is learn how to integrate and embody our experience. And so, you know, we're often like living up here in this realm and totally bypassing the body and it catches up. It's true. One way or another. (laughs) That's where the anxiety comes from. Like this, this fear of missing out, fear of not doing it right. Fear of um, saying no. And as a woman, that's something certainly for myself, I can say, but I hear from so many other women too. It's been modeled for us yes. that saying no is, is, it's almost bad, you know, it is it's like, it makes you look like you're, you're not showing up the way you should. And we need to be, or you're not quiet, right. you know, not who knows? non-compliant being difficult, but when really nobody can say yes to everything. Right. <laughs> and I'm so glad this conversation is being had by more people. So we can have grace on this. And there's so many beautiful ways of saying no, you know, just acknowledging that I don't have the space for it. And I mean, I was inviting some people to some things over the last couple of weeks. And I was so grateful for those that said, you know, I have a lot on my plate right now. I don't have the space for this. Or thanks for thinking of me. I'm going to need to take a pass. I was like, yes to boundaries from these amazing women. And I wasn't surprised because they're incredible women doing big things in the world. And they're so in tune with what their work is. So I'm like, no, that's good. Because I realized that it's true that what is for us won't pass us by. Right. We we can't do it all. But the good stuff, when we take the space to recognize what that is, we can know when to take action. And so it really, in that way, there's human design as self-care right there. We're protecting our soul. Absolutely. <laughs> so we're not abandoning, uh, abandoning ourselves. We're not, we're not placing so much pressure on ourselves. And you are expecting your second child right now. Yes. So self-care is even more incredibly important for you. And we had had a chat last week. And then we were planning, when, when can we do it this week? And you, again, showed some beautiful boundaries as to when you would have space for this. And Hi, I Marie. really hope. Hello. Oh, <laughs> oh, mahalo. Yes. Oh, I miss Hawaii so much. I know. <laughs> I'm in Canada. Too. So, you know, miss Hawaii. <laughs> Sending all of the aloha and receiving it too. Um, <laughs> and so for you, taking that extra space, being pregnant is even yeah. more important because as we hear more about epigenetics and all of these different things, like our the children in utero can experience the emotions we're feeling, et cetera. So 100%. not that, you know, we're going to have a completely stress-free existence. Like mama's no, going to do the best and they won't can. either. I mean, the truth is, right. is they're going to have stress too, but yeah. can we create a healthy relationship with it? And yes. 
can that stress lead to growth and to better understanding and, you know, all of those things. Absolutely. And so what are some things that you find you've been helping people through lately that seems to be moving into the self-care route? Because I know you do leadership coaching, Mm -hmm. but I've noticed that in coaching women and myself, like whether it's in their business or with their health, often it's, it's caring for this and this and this. Yes. Yeah. So what have you done? You know, the biggest theme that I find is learning how to resource ourselves. Um, And the way that you human design gives us very specific ideas on how to resource ourselves based on energy type. Um, And, you know, you can get into more specifics of gates and channels and, um, you know, your centers that are defined. There's a lot of different clues that human design gives us as to how to resource ourselves. Um, But for example, and, you know, we gave this example on the live that didn't save, but um, (laughs) we'll try again. (laughs) If you are like yourself, for example, as an MG, you know, the way that you resource yourself is going to have more to do with doing things that excite you. Yes. There might be more doing for you to resource yourself versus for me as a projector, because I don't have a defined sacral resourcing myself is going to look more like alone time and sleeping. (laughs) So, you know, and that, and that for an MG might just, you might want to roll your eyes back in your head and that's okay because that's, you know, the way you're designed. Now there's so many different elements of your design that can inform how to resource yourself, your profile can help. Um, And so as I'm working with my clients, so many of them are dealing with major burnout. Um, Oh, Jackie says, I'm so glad I saw the live then. I'm so glad you got to see it too. Oh, you're Um, so good for our egos today. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think um, just like using your design to resource yourself and, you know, there's some quick tips I can give, like specifically generators and MGs. Having a go-to list of 10 things that you enjoy doing for the sake of doing them um, without them being efficient or without them being like, um, I don't know, like something that helps somebody else. Like, Really just, oh, thanks, Jackie. (laughs) Um, So having that list of 10 things that really bring you joy for the sake of joy. So it could be like your favorite chai. It could be, you know, your favorite place to get a burger. It could be um, your favorite flower shop or your favorite bookstore. Like just having a list of things to go to when you're starting to feel like depleted or a little bit um, like you have too many things on your plate that you don't want to do or that don't excite you. It's a really good way to balance those things out and refill your cup. Um, For projectors, it's really about finding ways to weave rest 
Marnie says, as an MG, I'm totally feeling burnout now. So nature is my best friend. Yes. 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 100%. That's where I go. That's where I go. But, and I gave the example of like, you know, you can get creative with this Mm -hmm. again, the least productive, the better. So let's say you've identified nature and you've been doing good about like getting to the park near you or whatever, it will actually charge your sacral even more if you go to a park that's out of the way. If you like make it a point, like I'm going to do my walk today, my hour walk, but instead of walking for an hour, I'm going to drive 15 minutes over to this other place because your sacral wants to experience life for life. It wants to experience joy for joy, not like I'm getting my hour outside and this is what I get from it. Right. Like this is the, where we get into the return on your investment and like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff puts a big wet blanket on your sacral. So um, it's often like thinking of, I don't know, things that are, um, and Jackie says, that's hilarious. That's so what I do. Uh, go to a park out of the way. Yes. And there you go. Those type of activities are so generative for you. Mm-hmm. You have so much energy that then if you need to tackle some things that, you know, you are not lit up about, you have the energy to take them on, if that makes sense. You know, what's in- interesting about that, because I totally identify this as well with this, is that the examples you first gave for manifesting generators were they were like activities that filled us up. It wasn't like go have a nap, even though I do love a good nap. However, I typically won't do that. I will do other things. And if I'm not careful too, I will just say, oh, I'll just do this one more thing. Oh, this one more thing, this one more thing. And it's like, is that my design? Is that the culture? I do find that when I leave, let's say I have uh, an appointment to take someone somewhere and I come back, like that is regenerative, just mm-hmm. going and coming back. And of course, I always bump into somebody along the way and there's a conversation and there's some laughs and that's just, my kids are like, oh, I'm like, guys, you want to come run some errands? No, mom, we don't want to be gone all afternoon. <laughs> <It's> like, no, <laughs> they're like, mom, you just talk to everybody. I'm like, well, you know. I can't help it. We got to spread the love, you know? (laughs) So uh, Marnie says, I feel it as new adventures in my body. Then I can be creative. Yes. Totally. That's exactly it. I feel that way too. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so in contrast to a projector, it's going to look totally different, right? Tell me what that is. My hubby is a projector. So I think I know what you're going to (laughs) say. So for projectors, um, alone time is really healthy. That's when we're able to discharge the sacral energy that we've absorbed. Um, so it might be just like reading a book or taking a nap, or there's like running jokes about projectors taking naps. Um, some projectors are very into baths, per, you know, personally that's hit or miss for me. Um, if I'm in a hotel and it's really fancy, then I'll definitely take a bath, but <laughs> I don't really have the setup in my house that appeals to me at the moment. Um, like tinkering, like for my husband, it's like pulling weeds out of the grass. Oh you know? yeah. Like, but he's doing that's that by solitary, himself. right? And it's just <laughs> yeah. quiet. I'm like, what you thinking? Nothing. How do you do that? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. The other thing that's really restorative for us is um, time to like study whatever we're passionate about. Mm. 
some people will call it like time to hone your craft or time to learn something new. Um, that is very regenerative for projectors. It can, all of these things can work for any type. The truth Mm -hmm. is, I mean, depending on so many different elements of your design, but specifically, you know, if you go by energy type and you just want to get some ideas to kind of like start experiment with it, these are some kind of broad categories. Um, Sleep is super important for projectors. We need more sleep than any other type. Um, Manifestors come in at a close second. Um, And really sleep like away from other people is helpful, like naps by ourselves, or going to bed before our partner or staying in bed a little bit longer. Those are some things that can um, really help um, projectors kind of really release all of that um, sacral energy that gets bottled up in there. Um, And then, you know, really not overbooking your schedule. This is important for everyone, but specifically for projectors, um, because we don't have that defined sacral, um, we can get what's called stuck in the on position where we're just like, like doing everything. Um, and it's really that, that sacral energy we've absorbed from everyone around us out of balance and it can really wreak havoc on us physically. So, um, yeah, taking, you know, a good amount of time between meetings to just recenter um, can be very helpful. For manifestors, um, it really depends on which phase they're in because they get these urges. And when they get an urge, they need to be able to just do whatever they need to do for however long. Could be, you know, three, four days, could be a week. And then they need to rest for a long time, usually like a couple of weeks or sometimes longer. So um, when they're in that moment of, of urge, they need to just, they need full permission. That's why their strategy is to inform. They need just full permission to go at it and, you know, do what they need to do. And then when they come out of it, they need to really make space so that they can prepare for whenever the next urge is going to come. And between urges, very similar to projectors, like giving themselves permission to study things that they're interested in, or, you know, go a little bit slower, get a little bit more sleep. Projectors and manifestors are both very conditioned to be doers because that's how our collective is conditioned. Mm -hmm. That's where we get a lot of our value. And so they're often they burn out more quickly than generators and manifesting generators. I find that the burnout is harder to reverse for generators and manifesting generators because it's, it, it just goes so much deeper when that sacral gets burnt out versus when you don't have the sacral to burn out, it's like, you're just done. (laughs) You know, it's like, you just, you really have to stop. And often, you know, like for me, I've seen this show up with illness, right? I get sick or I broke my leg or, you know, my body will stop me. 
Yeah. <laughs> if I well, and isn't stop, that interesting? My body will stop me. <laughs> well, and and we can always look to nature, right? And here hmm. where I am, the leaves are turning color and they're falling and we're getting ready. You know, we're moving into the end of the fall season and it is a preparation for rest. And so building that into our lives, building that into even the way, like I, I coach people on how to work out even in a way that is more regenerative and, and it's, yes. it's more cyclical because as women, who cycle on 28, 29 days or who are cycling with the moon if they're no longer, um, you know, within their fertile years, it is, it's just interesting when you, when you do follow that, like we're different every day and we need to be able to give ourselves that permission to take the rest that we need. So we can really be a clear channel, as you've said, to allow things to come through for us, to make wise choices about where we're meant to be. This yeah. is so good. And I, you know, we, we go a little bit deeper on all of this on the podcast. So if you've just joined us or if you're watching the replay, make sure you go to the link in my bio to podcast and tap on episode 121 of Andrea's yeah. episode. So good. It's been so well received because I think it's something people are looking for, some kind of design, something to, like you say, um, be able to articulate why they do the things they do, how they can do them better and how they can also just feel more energized in the process. So I invite people to do that. And again, you know, uh, you also have, we'll put a link to this. You have a mini program, I believe. Yeah. I have a free mini course that takes you through your energy type, um, your authority, and just some of the really basic concepts. It's a three day mini course. It's free. Um, and it just gives you the basics to be able to start your experiment and be able to start to feel the shift in your energy when you look at things a different way and respond a different way. Um, it gives you a framework to work with. So good. So we'll put a link to that below and make sure you're not following, um, if you're not following Andrea right now, follow her. She's putting some good things together there. And Yay. it's lovely to connect with on the messenger <laughs> as well. And I'm just so thrilled that we have connected over these months and so enjoying uh, just watching your journey as well as, as the business grows and evolves and as your family grows and evolves. Yeah, and you. so I wish you all the best as we're headed into this weekend. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week and uh and we will be seeing you in origin in the membership so great (laughs) for sure thank you so much for the space sheila and everything you do oh thank you have a lovely day you too thanks for coming everybody take care thank you so much for being here with me on the connect podcast if you like this episode please share it with someone you think would enjoy it Also, if you head over to iTunes to leave a review, I'd be so grateful. Let us know what your favorite parts were and what you'd like to hear more of. It will help us have a greater impact, elevating many more people to grow and succeed together. See you next time.